I've had several people that have asked me uh, the same question or a very similar question in regards to mindfulness practice and mindful coping at work practice. And it goes a little bit like this. It's basically, you know, Jeff, I understand that mindfulness practice can help. I understand that mindful coping at work can help. But what do I do when I'm having a meltdown at work? You know, what? and so when people say that to me, I hear that phrase or that word quite often, you know, that the word meltdown or the phrase having a meltdown at work. And I know that, you know, meltdowns in of themselves look a little different for everyone. Everyone has their own unique flavor uh, of that kind of experience. But I do think, the, you know, the more I have considered this, that a meltdown at work has, I can't say that they're always different, from meltdowns that we have elsewhere but at the same time though I think that you know sometimes the stakes are higher because if we have a meltdown at work an emotional meltdown uh, and I would assume that most people are, are uh, familiar with that phrase or have even used that phrase but the stakes are higher at work in terms of that's where we make our living you know that's where we you know our future is uh, you know that's where the efforts that we make you know, help us, you know, pay our bills and, and take care of ourselves and our families and those that we care about. So sometimes, and not to be overly dramatic, but I think that the stakes are somewhat higher at work. And it's not to say that we should ignore the ones at home or treat those as a second priority or anywhere else for that matter. But when you get right down to it, I think the best way to understand how mindfulness practice in general and there are different types of mindfulness practices. What I really tend to focus on is mindful coping and especially mindful coping at work. You know, what, in really looking at what does an emotional meltdown, you know, what exactly is happening when you slow everything down uh, to the point where it doesn't feel, because I think when, that's probably the best way to describe it, when you are in the midst of that, you know, it's something, it's either one thing that has upset you or, you know, irritated you. It is most likely something that, that, has, that surprised you or caught you off guard. Maybe not. Maybe you knew it was coming, whatever that thing was that happened. It can be a, a very complicated uh, mix of different things that have happened, and you sometimes don't really even know what exactly it is that takes you over the edge. And it's really, I guess, the best way to, to start with this is to really look at, you know, what is an emotional, an emotional meltdown? What is a meltdown? Uh, and I really think what it boils down to is when we get to a point where we are feeling completely unable to cope with the reality of what's going on right in front of us, with where we are in any given moment, where we are feeling emotionally shut down to the point that we can't, we can no longer process we can no longer rationally process what is happening to us. It just feels like we're in the middle of this horrible storm. And there's different, I think there's different shades and gradations of this. There can be really extreme situations where we are literally to the point that we can no longer concentrate on our work. We don't feel like we can get, can get anything done. And when it gets severe enough, uh, you know, there can be physical symptoms along with just that feeling of being completely shut down where we just can't listen to anyone any further. We can't, we can no longer process what's coming in, what people are saying to us. We can't communicate effectively because we're so mired in 
and so wrapped up in our own reactions to what has put us over the edge emotionally. And while this may sound overly simplistic to some people, and I do understand that, I really think that that this is one of the best ways to learn how to cope more effectively with a meltdown, an emotional meltdown or even an emotional shutdown, is to really see what's happening in slow motion. And what I mean by that is if you stop and think about, and I know here's the thing, I know you can't do that in the moment. It is, I, I don't think it's very easy for most people to, if something, you know, if there's a combination of things, of stressors that are occurring, things that are upsetting us, things that have hurt our feelings, things that make us angry, things that confuse us, we're, dis, we're disappointed about something that, that didn't happen the way we wanted or didn't happen at all. Plus, you mix in any of the stress that we bring into our workplace on a daily basis from home, from friendships, from things going on outside of work with family. And at some point, you you know, you never know when, you just hit that point. And you just, I think there's the, the one commonality of this is there's this feeling that you just can't go on any further. You know, how am I going to get through this day? I'm on overload. I mean, how am I? And I know for me, that's what happens. If, you know, certain stressors are really pulling at me on, on, on any given day. And what's amazing is I can be having a really great day at one point during a day, and then suddenly things turn, and I find myself where I no longer have enough emotional reserves to really rationally deal with, even even understand what's really going on. And I think that's the hardest part about emotional meltdowns at work, especially, is if we lose touch with what's really happening, you know, we're not even there. We're no longer at work. We're no longer present. And it's very, I would think it would be very difficult for most people to do any sort of effective work if we are somewhere else in our heads. I mean, if we have literally checked out and we're, in, we're wrapped up inside a story we're telling ourselves about something that has happened where we're a character in that story, we're not really uh, present at that moment. And I think that's where, you know, things get really, really challenging. So I guess what I would say is we, you know, we slow down and really look at, and I know for me, you know, this is where I have struggled the most is that if I get emotionally shut down enough, if there's enough stress... I am just, I literally am telling myself that I can't cope. I'm telling myself that I just can't go on. I just cannot continue. And it sort of feels like I'm blowing off steam, but what it really boils down to is it's almost like I am, I've heard the word before, manifesting this. You know, I'm making this my destiny. I'm actually telling myself that I can't go on any further, you know, that I can't continue to work and take care of what I need to take care of. and even though I do, even though I still try my best to do what I can, you know, I'm not really present in that work. I'm not really as productive. I'm not as effective as I would be if I was really present and being able to deal with my own emotions. And sometimes we get to a point where we can't deal with our own emotions. And this is really where mindful coping practice can help bring us back. Because that is really, in essence, what is happening. When we are emotionally shut down or in an emotional meltdown, what is happening is essentially we're wrapped up in thinking about or reacting to some sort of feelings that we have. And generally these can be, these can vary. There's a range of how strong these emotions can be, but we're feeling one or more negative emotions. 
and to the point of possibly being overcome by it. And so what happens is, even though we feel like we're still here, we're still present, you know, we can be here physically somewhere, and in our minds, we're just, we're literally somewhere else. So what's happening is, you know, we feel these strong feelings that come over us. Sometimes we don't even know why we feel the way we do. And at that point, we're completely focused on our thoughts about those feelings. You know, I don't want to feel this way. This isn't fair. I shouldn't have to feel this way. And I have, I have what I call a whole top 40 list of my, of my favorites. You know, how long is this going to last? Am I ever going to feel better? You know, I don't know if this sounds familiar to anyone, but these are, these are what I call my greatest hits. And these are questions I'm asking myself in the heat of the moment when, and these questions that I'm asking myself are actually making me feel worse because if I'm asking these kind of questions, I may possibly be answering them as well. And the answers to these questions that I'm asking myself are what really get me in trouble. Because when I ask myself, you know, questions like this, can I go on? You know, how long is this going to last? I'm completely focused on answering these questions, which there really may be no answers to. But when I decide I have the answers, I'm not here anymore. I'm not at work anymore. You know, you look at me and it looks like I'm here, but I'm really not. I am somewhere else. You know, so I've heard people talk about the phrase chewing on a thought. You know, you're chewing on it. You're ruminating, you know, about it. And we're just turning this stuff over and over in our heads. And the reason why sometimes we don't realize that we're somewhere else and not here is because it's a habit. It's something that we've done, and this is myself included, and believe me, I have wasted a lot of my life's time and energy being somewhere else, thinking these thoughts, you know, having these reactions. And that's really, and I hope that this illustrates and kind of slows this all down so that, you know, when you're in the midst of this, I think this is where mindful coping at work can really help. Mindful coping practice is we need to be able to get some perspective on what it is we're doing. And that's really why, you know, I've had some people ask me before, you know, what is the point of sitting still on a cushion or sitting still in a chair or walking quietly and just paying attention to our minds? And it's because sometimes our minds can be like a stranger that we don't actually see very often and don't really deal with very often because it's very easy to go through life really being on automatic pilot and just not really paying attention to what our minds are doing. And yet the source of our greatest suffering, you know, unless it's a, unless it's a real physical illness or an emotional disorder, you know, the, the real root of the suffering comes from our minds and how we're thinking about things that challenge us, things that hurt us things that make us feel scared and fearful, things that make us unsure and uncertain. It's what's going on in our minds at work that causes us the most difficulty and as, as, as well as away from work. So the more that we can pay attention to our minds, the more that we can get a little more perspective. And if you, the more you practice being still, and I, and I know for people who have not done this before, it can feel boring. It can induce anxiety because, you know, we're not used to just sitting with our thoughts. And just and the idea here is, you know, we're not trying not to think. We're not trying to zone out or, you know, bliss out in some sort of, uh, you know, some sort of, uh, uh, you know, some sort of mind state where we're completely disconnected. That's the interesting part about this is it's, you know, the practice itself seems very simple, but it's very difficult 
because of the fact that it is so simple. It's just a matter of being with what sometimes can feel like a stranger who we haven't spent a lot of time with. And there's no judgment there. There's nothing wrong. There's nothing bad about it. It just is something that we are not prone to doing. And this is not something that is necessarily a real focus of Western culture for the most part. And that's okay. I'm not saying that there's anything wrong. It's just that this is something, it's a different way of looking at yourself and it's a different way of looking at the world through a different lens. And it really is just a matter of, you know, you don't have to sit for an hour straight. You know, it could be a couple of minutes to start with. I've even worked with people before who could basically sit quietly no longer than a minute at a time. And then we do a minute, take a break for a few minutes, move around, you know, talk for a few minutes, do another minute, and then eventually it's two minutes. So it's really a form of training, just like any type of physical training. And the more that we do this, the more that we can start becoming more familiar with that stranger who we haven't really spent a lot of time with. And we can start to see that a lot of the thoughts that we have and a lot of our reactions to what people say to us and what people do to us is really the core, the cause of so much of our suffering. And once we can actually realize, ah, okay, this person said this, they may not have even meant anything bad by it. And believe me, I am one of those people who has struggled with this terribly because of the fact that I've struggled with chronic depression and I've struggled with, with low self-esteem, you know, with feeling not worthy, with feeling like I'm not enough. And so if I feel that way, it was only when I started practicing mindfulness years ago that I realized that, you know, I bring myself and my baggage into every interaction I have. And what I'm saying all this to come back to the original point of this is how we end up in an emotional meltdown. This is how this basically, you know, a lot of different things happen and a lot of cases they happen very quickly. But what is happening is we start down the path of believing that we're reacting to something someone says and then suddenly we get our feelings hurt or we think that they're criticizing us when in many cases they're not. But it's because that's what we think is happening. And then suddenly there's some other surprise. Maybe there's a project that needs to be done sooner than we had thought or something that we had overlooked or something that we possibly misunderstood. And we're all human. And it's not to say that we should, you know, we do, there's no need to beat ourselves up about that. But it's just, you know, things change very quickly during the workday. And before you know it, and then you, you pile on something that's been happening at home or with family or friends or things that you're doing outside of work, suddenly you can see how, you know, you react to one thing and then you react to something else and something else. Your body and your mind can only handle so much of, the, you know, of you holding on so tightly to those reactions. And pretty soon you've got more emotion piling on top of more emotions. You're feeling possibly several different things at the same time because we're completely capable of doing that. And we're also completely capable of really attending to none of those feelings. We just react. We just, you know, we get angry. We possibly lash out. We possibly withdraw and don't communicate at all. We give up. We throw our hands up. Uh, you know, we, uh, you know, we just get to the point where we're just not engaged anymore. We're thinking thoughts about where we'd like to be somewhere else where there wouldn't be this much stress. We start dreaming of a happy place we can be instead of being right here. Because unfortunately, sometimes we have to be right here in order to take care of our responsibilities to ourselves, 
to the people that we work for, to our families and those that we love and care about. Sometimes there is that we, we can't have the option of having that happy place. And I think as an alternative, it would be a place, you know, you'd say, well, if, the, if I can't be in my happy place, where can I be? In my mind, and after practicing this for many years, I think that the best place for me to be would be here and basically, you know, in the struggle without struggling. And I realize sometimes at work it is a struggle. I do, I go through that very regularly. Some days it's just, it's a struggle. And for a lot of different reasons, everyone has a different experience. But if I can be in the struggle, because I can't, I mean, I can't run away, I can't leave the office. You know, every time something, you know, every time things get difficult, I can't leave work. So, you know, I'm going to be in the struggle, but I'm in the struggle without struggling as much. And I think that's really what mindful coping practice is about. It's about learning some techniques to be more aware of saying, ah, there I go again. You know, this person said this to me. I didn't like the way it sounded. I didn't like the way I thought that it made me feel. I feel like maybe they're saying this instead of what they're actually saying. But that's okay, and you basically breathe through it. In other words, you once you become aware that you're having a particular feeling and any thoughts about it or any reactions to it, it is amazing how those those thoughts about the feeling and any reactions to the feeling can lose energy and dissipate because that's really how we're wired as humans. We have emotions. There's going to be emotional reactions to things. But what is also natural to humans is that these things pass. But it's a matter of trusting in that process, of, of trusting that while this feeling does not feel good, I don't like this feeling, I hate this feeling, whatever it is, I can't run away and hide because anywhere I go, I'm taking it with me. There is no happy place to run to to get away from this feeling. It's going to travel with me. So if I can just find a way to cope, and I really think the way back to that place where we are feeling much more calm and where we are feeling more centered is through a mindful coping practice where we can start to realize, you know, aha, there I go again. I've done this before. I've been here before. I've had something similar happen. Or if it's something completely new or different, it doesn't throw us off as much because we have experience. We've built up a muscle for, you know, in, you know kind of... Uh, theoretically speaking, metaphorically speaking, where we can trust ourselves. We know we've been here before. You know, it's like, I feel, I have felt this feeling before. I know what this feels like and I know what I'm doing. I'm starting to react. And that's the most amazing part about this is that the, the sooner that we can slow things down and see what is happening, we might be able to prevent that complete emotional meltdown. We may still feel some feelings that we don't want to feel. We may still have some suffering. We may have some pain, but it will last less time. It will go away. Hopefully it will dissipate because we'll get out of our own way. We'll allow, We'll get, get to the point where we know that we're reacting to something and then we can let go of the reaction. And that sometimes can be easier said than done. But there are practices that I have helped people with for years on being able to let go of things that we really want to grab a hold of. We really want to cling to them. Because sometimes having negative emotions, there is a payoff. Sometimes we're getting something out of that. 
And it's the more that we can let go of those things that are not serving us well. But first we have to be able, before we do any of the practices, and it's not complicated, it's not rocket science, it's just a matter of building skill. You learn one thing at a time, and when you can do this, then you do the next step. So really the first step, and I think the most critical step, if you do nothing else, is to when you find yourself in a place where you are emotionally shutting down or you've had an emotional meltdown at work, you're trying to hold it together, you're just trying to get through the day, the first and most important thing you can do is realize that it's you telling yourself that you're feeling this way. You have these feelings, but if you can actually say, you know what, I know I'm actually telling myself this. This is something that I'm narrating my own story. And if you can realize that this is a reaction to things that have happened, you're not judging yourself. It's not saying that you're, you know, not a good person because you've done this, because we all do it. I think the difference is, is there are people who cope with this because they've learned a skill to be able to cope with it. And just because we don't have those skills does not mean we're lacking anything. It just means we haven't had the opportunity to build those skills, to learn how to deal with those things. And if we can slow things down, and it may be just a matter of, you know, sitting in a different way, getting up and walking to another area, doing something that interrupts. It's almost like you can think of it like a, like, like a, like a runaway train. You know, when you have an emotional meltdown, it's just you are so in that mode of being reactive that it, the train is literally out of control. It's nobody's driving it. It's just, it's rolling down the tracks and it's, you know, it's literally, you know, it's like a car that's gone off the highway and it's going over the cliff. I mean, it's, you just, nobody's at the, you know, it's, a, it's like a ship, you know, without a, uh, you know, without a captain. Nobody, nobody is steering the ship. Nobody's navigating the waters. And that's really what happens. It's almost like driving down the street and closing our eyes and plugging our ears up and hoping that we're going to get to a better place. And I don't know how we can do that if we're not able to come back to the present and really see what we're dealing with and understand our own perspective and where we're not maybe not seeing this because it's really about seeing what's really going on. And I think that that, you know, there again, what is what, you know, you ask someone, what is reality? What is what's going on right now? Everyone has a little bit of a different perspective because that's filtered through the lens of all of our experiences that have happened previously, our childhood, all the things that have happened before now. But at the end of the day, what is really happening is what's really happening, regardless of how we're interpreting it. It's just, you know, this is the here and now. When we come back, if we're at work, we're at work. And this is happening and that's happening. There's there's literally, you know, no the, the interpretation of what's happening is sometimes where we end up getting off track. And having a practice to help us come back and realize, okay, this is, you know, someone has said this, someone has done this. I'm reacting to this this way, and it's okay. And the idea here is to not try to not react. The more you try not to react or the more you try not to think about the feelings you're having, the more you will tend to do it. So it's really a matter of just awareness. If I can be aware that I'm getting carried away with reacting to someone saying or doing something or something happening or my own thoughts about that and these endless thoughts that don't ever seem to stop, that really lead nowhere because these thoughts are really just a, a, a way of coping that doesn't serve us very well in most cases. Not to say that there's not room and a, and a time for critical thinking, but that's critical thinking that comes from a clear perspective when we're really fully present in a situation. 
So if I could say anything at all, I would say that, you know, the, the key to getting through dealing with an emotional meltdown or shutting down emotionally is to have a way to mindfully cope with that. A certain set of practices that can be relied upon and used when we find ourselves getting lost in our own thoughts and reactions. And then there are more practices that can be built onto that once we have developed that skill. So we really start at point A. It's really about starting at the beginning, repeating this, practicing this over and over, and you will. people really will start to see results even just doing this one thing. If you do nothing else, if you do just what I have, have talked about here, to just be more aware that you are having reactions, you are thinking about, you're having thoughts, and in some cases they are out of control, endless thoughts that go nowhere. Once again, it doesn't mean you're a bad person. It doesn't mean you're wrong. It doesn't. It just means we're human. If we, if, if that's the only thing that you ever do, is become more aware and being able to slow down what's really happening, and be able to see what's really happening instead of what you think is happening. Or be willing to be open to the possibility that what you think is happening isn't actually happening. And I'm not saying that people don't know what's happening, because in some cases you may know what's happening. But how can you really know until you give yourself a moment to breathe and allow yourself to be able to really get some perspective? And I think that's really where it's at. It's about starting back at the beginning and regaining perspective. And there is a way through that. There is a way to deal very positively with an emotional meltdown or shutting down emotionally at work. And I really think this is the path.